Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Perk it up. Perky, perky, perky. It's Wiki Shuffle! Yay! Yay! Happy Wiki Shuffle Day, everyone. Shuffle. Okay, oh, hello. There's no way we can sustain that <laughs> amount of energy. <laughs> I think I'm my leg. <laughs> you okay? I'm alright, yeah. Alright. <laughs> hello, I'm Jack. This is Chris. Hello. And this is Phil. Hello! Coming to you live from Wikishuffle HQ. We are indeed. Yeah, the live. very blue Wikishuffle HQ. There's blue curtains, there's blue um, almost plaques. We've got plaques for each plaques. episode of our amazing podcast. Charting the history and development of Wikishuffle. Phil has actually bought <laughs> Phil's actually bought on eBay um, Joe O'Meara from S Club 7's album and um, a signed picture of Ben Fogel. So <laughs> yeah. He's got some sort of meerkat on his shoulder. He does. He's looking quite uncomfortable as a meerkat. Well, you would be, wouldn't you? you I would would be I'd love it. I'd love it. And it's got his actual signature on there and it cost me 99p on eBay. Oof. And there were lots of them, identical <laughs> ones to that, and they were all for the same price bracket. Did they come from Ben's house? I don't know. That's how he's making <laughs> Probably, his money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're not familiar with the podcast, we are going to press the random article button on Wikipedia and talk about whatever comes up. Um, last week, we had some stuff, and this week we're going to have some more stuff. Yes, well, yeah. that's how it works. That's how it works. But we don't know what it's going to be. No, and we hope that you're all coping okay with the One Direction news listeners. Spade. What? This is an incredibly short article, but I think it's going to be fairly entertaining. A head spade is an instrument used in whaling. Uh oh. Its name comes from being a spade specialised for cutting off the head of a whale by chopping through the vertebrae at the base of the skull. Oh, a head spade. A head spade. <laughs> That's right. This oh. is something that needed a name. What are we gonna what are we gonna call this this murder weapon? <laughs> head spade? It is the heaviest spade used in the process of taking apart the whale. Its full length, including the pole, is approximately one meter or three and a half feet. A head spade can be used for either thrusting like a spear or cutting like an axe. Did either of you see that video from China this month of them I'm not sure what it's called, probably like a body spade, but it's um it's like a, a two man saw. Yeah. One man at either end and you both saw like that. Yeah. That doesn't really help the listeners, but <laughs> um and they were cutting up, slicing up a live whale on a beach in China. Nice. And it was disgusting. It is so horrible to watch. 
Wow. Um, and there's a big crowd around. I mean, I know different cultures and everything, but... Well, there is a line in it. But it was just horrible. Poor whale. Put it out of its misery. But they were chopping it up from the, from the, from they, the end. Why didn't and they put it out of its misery? I don't, I mean, I don't really know. Difference. I don't really know. It is a culture thing and it's a sort of spectacle. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I've sort of watched half the video and I thought, no, I can't take this anymore. There's lots of weird things. People are weird. People are weird. People are really weird. You've summed it up. I have. Okay, we can probably move on then. But <laughs> from ever needing to talk about anything again, because we've got Just to people the, are weird. We've got to the heart of the human condition. We've completed the podcast. <laughs> That's that. This is our last episode. Well, this is the end of the we, series. Well, we've we've completed being humans. That's yeah. it. I'm, I'm glad that we ended on head spade. That was our <laughs> our closing topic. We started off with a road. We ended up with a head spade, which is probably how the whales felt. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, profound. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, it, it makes you think about the, the technicalities involved in whaling. And this is going back sort of hundreds of years now, mm. where they'd have had to have physically taken apart this whale after they'd caught it. And they're not little No, uh, whale's big. Things. That's one of their things. That's one of their things and that they've got it, going When you look at the, the entry on whales, I think the first thing it says is they're big. George Scarborough. Oh. George Scarborough, October 2nd, 1859 to April the 5th, 1900, was a cowboy and lawman who lived during the time of the Wild West. He is best known for having killed outlaw John Selman, killer of John Wesley Hardin, and for his partnership with lawman Jeff Milton, with the pair bringing down several outlaws during their time together. None of those names mean anything to me. Um, no. But it happened in the wild, the wildest of wests. Did it say that? I think it just said the wild west. Mm. You, I, I you filled in some blanks there. I can't think of a wilder west personally. No. Okay. Um, I thought it was the wildest. Of, I don't know if you've been to Bristol. Scarborough was born in Louisiana. His family moved to Texas, where for a while he worked as a cowboy. Now, the thing about ca- the word cowboy is it immediately makes me think um, of. Heath Ledger, and mm. um, who's the other one? Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake what Gyllenhaal. do you mean, the other gay? <laughs> the other one. <laughs> so offensive. <laughs> the co-star in uh-huh. in the film Brokeback Mountain. And why, why, do you, why do you hate that? Uh, what's wrong with you? Yeah, what's I wrong don't with you? hate that. No, I'll tell you why I hate what that. What have you got against it's the homosexual community? I've got nothing. It's a very good film. You, what I've got against that film is everyone calls it the gay cowboy film. Mm. That's what I hate about Including it. Including you. Including me, evidently. <laughs> it's right? a lovely film. I it's a lovely really film. film. I absolutely adore that film. The problem with that premise that they were gay cowboys is that they weren't, they were shepherds. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just because he's wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah, okay. They weren't cowboys. They were looking after sheep, or it might have been goats. But either way, they were not cowboys. No. So that's what bothers me. Because yeah, mm. you all thought it was a homophobia thing. No, it wasn't. It, turns but it out wasn't. You just really care about that definition between a shepherd and a cowboy. Well, that's what I care about. Cowboys as well. I mean, that's regardless not... of sexuality. Yeah. In 1885, he was appointed sheriff for Jones County. He would later work as a deputy U.S. marshal in and around El Paso, Texas. On June 21st, 1895, while working alongside El Paso police, police Chief Jeff Milton, Scarborough shot and killed Martin McRose, a Texas rustler. What's a rustler? It's a really disgusting burger that you can <laughs> get we, in off licenses. Shall, shall we tell the story? Yeah, I, yeah, actually earlier, funnily enough, I saw the most depressing thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> 
a grown man a grown man walked out of his house and into the um, convenience store next to his house and two minutes later he came out holding one rustler burger and that was it <laughs> and he walked back into his house Oh, and that is a really sad <laughs> so story. really depressing. Like, so I was saying as well, well, you know, I've done that before. I bought a Rustler's Burger. I'm a single man. We live off We've all shit. bought Rustler's Burgers at a but time, sometimes but it, you buy Sunday like, afternoon. Exact, no, but sometimes you buy, if you're going to buy a Rustler's Burger, get yourself like a spicy monster munch to go with it. <laughs> like a Pepsi. <laughs> just to wash it down. For, should we explain what a Rustler is to people who It's like a microwavable burger. It's basically the whole thing comes in a packet already pre-assembled. Mm-hmm. So you've got your bun, your patty, and probably some cheese. I don't know. I'm vegetarian. I've never some eaten sort of some, some sort of cheese. cheese. Yeah. Sort of cheese. Yeah. Sort of and cheese. so the whole pack just goes into the microwave, and you microwave the whole lot, and it's for a minute, two minutes, and then yeah. you ingest it. Yeah. <laughs> ingest. And it tastes. Like none the of the way. ingredients t- differentiate from each mm-hmm. other at all. It all just tastes exactly the same, and it's very. I mean, I've eaten them. And I've enjoyed them because I like plasticky, hmm, non-flavoursome foods and non-nutritional foods. George Scarborough. <laughs> we were talking about George Scarborough. Jeff Milton was police, police chief of El Paso at the time and Scarborough was a US marshal. McRose had been captured and was killed while being brought back from Mexico by the two lawmen on an outstanding warrant. Outlaw and gunman John Wesley Hardin claimed that he had paid Scarborough and Milton to kill Martin McRose. Milton and Scarborough were arrested, but Hardin later withdrew his comments and the men were released. Oh, there's a lot of clout on this Hardin fella, isn't there? Like, he can just say, oh yeah, they killed him and they get arrested for it. Was there not a trial? This is the The Wild wild West. West. Mm. This is the Wild West. Anything goes. This is Bristol. Okay. This is right. Truro. <laughs> <laughs> Truro does sound like a. I, I don't know. I've always thought that Truro sounds like a really weird. It's a weird place name for somewhere in Britain. I'm unsure where Truro is. In the west. It's in the west. It's in the west. Yeah. Oh, Southwest. Okay. No, I've, I've never. I've never been. Got no intention of going. Yeah. Take that, Truro. <laughs> Scarborough became well known for his unusual tactics when tracking a wanted outlaw. Often he would drop himself down to the level of those he was pursuing. This tactic was extremely effective and made him a hated and feared man among the outlaw elements. There are many accusations that he was actively and ambitiously involved in outlaw gangs which he betrayed, but no one ever conclusively proved he was involved in unlawful actions. In July 1898, Scarborough and Milton tracked, shot, and captured outlaw Bronco Bill Walters. Bronco Kill- Bill. Bronco Bill. Killing another member of Walters' gang and scattering the rest from their hideout near Solomonville, Arizona. Chris, if you were a cowboy, what would your cowboy name be? Cactus Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say mine would be Cactus Jack. So you can't go with Cactus. We can't be the Cactus Twins. Yeah, we can well, be. We, well, you yeah. can be. Ca- I can be Cactus Chris. You can be Cactus Jack, and you can be Cactus Phil. There were no Phils in the Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just short for Philbert. <laughs> <laughs> we'd do, we'd do well in the Wild West, would we? I would be dead <laughs> by sundown, guaranteed. Yeah, Phil, well, where, where are you going to microwave your burgers in the Wild West? <laughs> exactly. That's the problem. There's uh, no much to munch. Doesn't there. bear thinking about. What would oh, yours be if man. it wasn't Cactus? Wild Phil Hancock. Wild Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Bronco, Bronco Phil. 
Has anyone called Phil ever been fearsome? Can we think of <laughs> the first person Phil? I thought was Phil Tufnell? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why. He's a bit, bit, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, Phil, famous Phils. Famous Phils. Phil, Philip Neville. Philip Schofield. Oh, Scoff, yeah. He's fearsome. He's pretty fearsome. All right, fair enough. Uh, I hold my hands up. I'm just thinking Philippa Forrester. Philippa Forrester. Oh, Forrest. oh, oh everyone, oh, man. Philippa Forrester. Where Those is she now? Days. Where is she? Exactly, where is she? She was hosting Robot Wars for a bit, wasn't she? She should still be a national treasure, but people have forgotten about her. I still love you, Philippa. In late 1899 and into 1900s, Scarborough pursued the Bert Alvord gang. Ooh. You see, you can't say Phil isn't an intimidating name and then say that Bert is. Bert is, though. Bert Reynolds. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Yeah, Bert was always the... Bert Lancaster. Yeah, they were all Bert's, actually. All terrifying. Yeah. The beginning of the gang's end came during February 15th, 1900 gunfight between five of the gang members and Jeff Milton in Fairbank, Arizona, during which gang member Three Fingers Jack was killed and both gang member Bravo Juan Yaus as well as Milton were wounded. On August 19th, 1895, lawman outlaw John Selman shot and killed John Wesley Hardin at the Acme Saloon Bar. <laughs> that can't be real. In El Paso. <laughs> Scarborough had long been feuding with Selman. Selman had, as constable of El Paso, shot and killed a former Texas Ranger named Bass Outlaw on April 5th, 1894, who was a close friend to Scarborough. Selman had been tried for the shooting and found not guilty. In John- reality... Bass Outlaw was not innocent in his, uh, in his own death that night. Intoxicated and having already been ordered by Selman, a constable at the time, to return home and sleep off his intoxication after he had verbally threatened to kill a local judge, Outlaw instead visited a brothel, then a saloon. He became involved in an argument with a Texas ranger called Joe McCurdict who was attempting to talk him into leaving. Outlaw shot and killed Ranger McCurdict, then turned on Selman, who engaged him in a gunfight. Constable Selman was wounded twice in the thigh, and Outlaw was killed. The shooting of Bass Outlaw was found justified by the court. Um, Two things. One, I really, really, really want to play Red Dead Redemption again. So do I, I was thinking that as well. (laughs) Because it's fucking awesome. (laughs) Two, do you not find it weird that Considering America's ma- huge rise in uh, wealth and, you know, obesity over the last hundred mm-hmm. years, it's weird that in 1894 this stuff was going on. It's considering not even that we, long ago, isn't considering, it? Considering, <laughs> you know, we had invented civilization just like hundreds of years before this. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know, it's just a bit odd. American history is something that I always find really fascinating anyway because we didn't get taught it in school. It's never taught in like no, no. British schools. I don't yeah, know why. We, we learn it from The Simpsons. And we learn it from The Simpsons, and then things like Red Dead Redemption, and yes. things you pick up, <laughs> and, then, and things you pick up online and stuff. But it's really fascinating because it's happened so recently. Um, yeah. But you have to learn it for yourself, British people, because you won't get taught it in schools or on this podcast or on this podcast. Well, well listen up. I actually get really annoyed about history because it, the way, <laughs> and, no, the way we taught, we were taught it in school. Um, we don't get taught enough about history I don't think we do we get taught about I, I know so much about fucking Tudor buildings I don't care that's that's not interesting and how many wives Henry VIII had I, I, no but the Tudors the Tudors are a fascinating it is fascinating part of English but that's history. such a tiny part of history on the whole yeah but it's relevant to our country just like well, America and the rest of it America's in, just as important as we are 
Um, well, no, not to us. I, I mean, actually, yeah, it probably is probably more important. I just don't think they do history right. I just, I just don't. I feel um, that the kids of today have got an advantage. <laughs> the kids of today have got an advantage that we didn't have. Um, and that is they get to watch horrible histories on the television. Oh, and so as, such, as such, they are learning more about history than we ever did yeah. because that show is amazing and genuinely entertaining and educational in a way that makes uh-huh. a, a base knowledge and an introductory knowledge uh, available. Because it's fascinating. And history is a really interesting thing to get into. And we just got taught it badly in school. You get done Vikings, Aztecs. Aztecs, you did. We got. We, we got did Aztecs. Aztecs. Yeah. Why? Uh, that, yeah, it doesn't really make. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Me. I think it was because it was and a, one of the zones on the Crystal Maze about the Victorians, and a long time about Tudor houses. Tudor World yeah. War Two, but only the World War Two bits that involved people um, making bomb shelters and the Blitz. That's all we got to. Uh, yeah, yeah, the poetry. All home front. front that, that, that yeah. was all home front stuff. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Anderson shelters. It was I, all about Anderson. No, you don't shelters. get taught about like all the stuff that was going in Africa or. Asia, no, you don't get any of that. We, don't, we, we never even got. Oh, taught. you know what rations? There's yeah. a lot of that, but we didn't even get taught about anything um, that that we did. Any no. atro- like I wouldn't was never aware of Dresden or Hamburg or anything like that mm. until re- quite recently. On the second anniversary of his friend's death, Scarborough's. Scar- we're talking about George Scarborough. Mm. You may have forgotten. Oh, well, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. On the second anniversary of his friend's death, Scarborough called Selman into the back alley behind... (laughs) This is wonderful. Behind a saloon. This saloon had got a name. The name of the saloon was the Wigwam Saloon. Come on. (laughs) He called Selman into the back alley. Scarborough called Selman into the back alley behind the Wigwam Saloon. The two men argued and began fighting. Scarborough claimed both drew their guns and Scarborough fatally shot Selman. However, no gun was found on Selman's body. (laughs) Conveniently, a thief was arrested before the trial who claims to have stolen Selman's gun immediately after the supposed gunfight therefore Scarborough was acquitted at his murder trial Scarborough then moved to Deming New Mexico where he worked as a gunman for the Grant County Cattlemen's Association he was also associated with the arrest of Pearl Hart that, 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 is that, is that, that made you emotional make me burp truth be told <laughs> you okay hun I'm alright death on April 1st, 1900, Scarborough was involved in a shootout with George Stevenson and James Brooks. He killed one of the men, but during the shootout, he was shot in the leg and was taken back to Deming, where he had his leg amputated. He died four days later, coincidentally six years to the day after the death of his friend, Texas Ranger Bass Outlaw, and four years after he shot Bass's killer, John Selman. There you go. Mm. While we're on history, just because we were talking about history, um, and just because you're listening to a podcast right now, if you're not listening to Dan Carlin's Hardcore Histories, you are a mug. Yeah, I hate you. Agreed. Because I it's the best podcast ever. It is really ever. good. It's really long. It's like really long. Each episode, yeah, it's like an audiobook. Yeah. But I, he makes everything so... Even mm. the, the duller subjects of history, he makes remarkably fascinating mm. and easy to understand. And that's the most important thing for an idiot like me. He, I just love him. I think he's the best. So listen to Dan Carlin. Ant. Comedian. Okay. okay. As in Ant and Deck? Nope. Okay. As in Ant born Anthony Stephen Kalionatis. 
Oh. Oh, got that on the first attempt. Mm, well done. Uh, born August 23rd, 1967. Uh, precursor to this. This biographical article needs additional citations for verification. So he may have written this himself. Mm. Ant, born Anthony Stephen Kalianartis, is an American stand-up comedian and actor. Ant performed at comedy clubs across the USA beginning in 1991. In 1995, he was a semi-regular cast member on the WB series Unhappily Ever After, spending four seasons on the sitcom. I've never heard of that sitcom. Nope. Um, no. And I've never heard no. of this man. No. Never heard of this man. There's a picture of Ant. He looks like a prick. Uh, he does look like a prick. He looks He's really annoying. American comedians. <laughs> just, just all of them, they all suck. That's it. No. Is that what you're saying? American stand-up comedy is not as good as British stand-up comedy. Well, it depends what... Well, I'm yeah. sorry, but I'll, I'd say that the majority of mainstream British comedy is shite. Uh, not... St- I think we have a lot of it, and it's just... I, I think that's all it boils down to. A lot of American comedy, I love. Like, Saturday Night Live, I love Saturday Night Live. Scripted comedy, they're better than us at, hands down. Stand-up comedy, mm. on a stage... One man talking, or woman, they are not as good at as we are. So you're saying that women aren't funny? Definitely I'm not saying that. I'm absolutely not saying (laughs) that. That's just what I took from it. Well, I'm not saying that. Okay. (laughs) Ant appeared as a contestant on Last Comic Standing, competing in seasons two and three. Doesn't say how he did. (laughs) Considering he was back for series three, I don't think he he did that well. He was the host of VH1 reality series Celebrity Fit Club and was a regular judge of talent on Steve Harvey's Big Time. Big Time. Yep. His television series US of Ant. Oh, no, that's that's terrible. US of Ant. US of Ant. That's so bad. And premiered on MTV Network's gay-targeted logo cable channel in the summer of 2006. And also frequently appears as a commentator on such shows as VH1's Best Week Ever and CNBC's Dennis Miller, and is a regular guest on The Tyra Banks Show, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, as well as The Howard Stern Show. He's a regular person on The Tonight Show. Apparently so. That's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) He might be really good. We've not watched one second of this guy's um, comedy. He might might be be great. great. I'm I'm judging him by the headshot. We could all be ant mad in a few weeks. I don't think we will be. And I, yeah, you're right. We are judging him by his. He's doing the his shirt and his necklace, and he's got like the beads on, like he's been yeah. on a gap year. And he's smiling, which comedians aren't supposed to do. No, well, this is another <laughs> British comedian thing. Yeah, we yeah. want to we be don't miserable. Do that. We have to be miserable about it. Jack D. This guy's Sean like, Mark. hey, yeah, that is it. He's very Fonzie. Yeah, that, that's a Fonzie image. <laughs> it's, it's Fonzie if they like remade. Happy Days and had some sort of quota to fill If they for, remade it in Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think he's Cuban just because of the shirt he's wearing? Yes. Okay. Where is he from? Boston. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in 2007, he appeared along with Snoop Dogg as a guest star on MTV's sketch comedy show, Short Circuit. Everyone has appeared with Snoop Dogg in something now. The man says no to nothing. Short Circuits has got a Z on the end, so I have no respect for that show. Yeah, I thought it might, though. None. I did think there would be a Z I mean, involved. Yeah. Snoop Dogg has a G on the end, which is 
silly enough. Um, Ant also appeared as a regular celebrity guest on the game show To Tell the Truth alongside Jackie Har- Harry, Misash Taylor and John O'Hurley. I think we can nope. say this guy says yes to things, doesn't he? Mm. He will. He does. He's a snoop. He, yeah, he's he's for hire. Well, you would, wouldn't you? I mean, if it was me. I'd you'd I, say yes I'd, to a lot. I'd now. say yes to all. I say yes to things all the time. Mm. I'd be on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. But I doubt. You say, you say yes, you do say yes to a lot of things. My Without thing, even giving it real thought. Like my thing is, podcast. I say yes. I say yes to everything. Mm. I don't like, to, I think you might miss something, so I say yes yeah. to it all the time. There you go, the listeners, the the listeners well. know now. Yeah, take Get that as a challenge. Mm. Yeah. Um, we're not doing challenge, Here, Chris. lick this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Chris. <laughs> challenge Chris, challenge Ant from SMTV, Ant and Deck. Link, and the comedian mm. there is some good improvisational point to point comedy is it? that of a podcast that's nominated <laughs> for the award fuck <laughs> you guys <laughs> In 2008, he was a celebrity. Now, here's something he should have said no to. I don't know anything about this program, but he should have said no to it. He was a contestant on VH1's reality comp- competition, Celebricadabra. <laughs> you should say no being asked to appear on Celebricadabra, where celebrities trained with established magicians and competed in an elimination format contest. Ant was eliminated in episode two. Oh. <laughs> and brought back in episode four, but did not go on to win. And what was he brought back? Neither know nor care. The public, <laughs> ne- the public needed him. <laughs> yeah. I doubt it. Uh, his website is www.antcomic.com, which I misread as Antomic to begin with, as if it was a play was on words. www.antcomic.com. Mm. It's linked to ant.tv. Oh. oh, and he's got four stars around his own name. That's good. Comedy lives here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true, Ant. I there is a very know. fetching picture of him in a kilt. Yeah. On September 30th, 2008, it was reported that Ant is suing British presenters Ant and Deck. Oh, no. He's, he's going against the big boys now. Oh, yeah. Although in America, that might not be the case. <laughs> suing British presenters Ant and Deck for using his name in the United States. <laughs> what? <laughs> the suit, among other things, alleges trademark infringement and fraud. Wow. You aren't Ant. How self-important can you be? I like the idea that maybe an ant countersued him. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, actually, we were there first. Just <laughs> oh, this is terrible. How could you do that to Ant and Deck? Did he win? He no, didn't win. of course he didn't win. And it's a bit unfair to involve Deck in this. What's Deck done yeah. wrong? <laughs> carried on for a bit it carried on for two years (laughs) two years to dismiss this nonsense but the suit was dismissed so Ant and Deck are free to ply their trade in the United States are they famous in the US at all no because they presented some stuff Kat Dealey's famous in the US I know she's like doing really well yeah she's a proper I like Kat Dealey good for her Kat Dealey do in America she She does presents a lot of stuff she presents something really big Mm. I think she Um, does direct she's like wildly famous there now Uh, but Ant and Deck I love Ant and Deck. Who doesn't love Ant and Deck? A lot of people don't love Ant and Deck. I don't love Ant and Deck, but I find it impossible to have anything against them. And that okay. that is where yeah, they're fine. That is their I think they do their jobs remarkably well. Is that how could you dislike exactly. them? 
Would they do that, the I'm a celebrity thing, and they go on? They're little bits of the camera. They're really good. They've got good chemistry. Yes. Like we have here. <laughs> yeah, we're like... Um, we're like Ant and Dec and Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I the Ant and Jack? <laughs> well, we just established that Ant and Dec are really likeable. And you're... you're yeah. I'm Cat. I'm Cat Dealer. You're Cat Dealer. I'm the sexy one. Yeah. Well, I can't argue with mm-hmm. that. Thank you. Thank you. The term homophobic always makes me laugh. Homophobic means fear of gays. Uh, What are they afraid of? That we're going to beat them up and then bang them? I'm going to kick your ass. But first I'm going to squeeze it. Come here, you little porcupine. That's why they should let gays in the army. Because really, what would scare our enemies more than me? Hi, Osama! Thank you for listening to another episode of Wiki Shuffle. We haven't got any live breaking news for you this week. Um, which Just is do a, a quick, shame. do a quick look and see if anything's broke right now. Um, no, everything's fine. Oh, 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 yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Giving the magic away. <laughs> uh, so no boy bands are broken up today. No. No one has died today. No. Well... This is the thing, because I think everybody knows we record this, and it's not actually live. So what if, on Tuesday, this so, sounds... Someone dies. Someone dies. They probably, probably will. Celebrities seem to be dying every day at the minute. It's yeah. hard to keep track. Just have to go with it. Yeah. Um, whichever celebrity has died today uh, had it coming. Or not. Not necessarily. No, they had it coming. I, I'm, I was sick of them. I'm glad they're dead. Oh, that's a risky manoeuvre. Yeah, that's that could that could come back to haunt you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What if it's Maybe queen? Well, she had it coming, so <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Maybe literally, you're going to get haunted by a celebrity for your Maybe. for your disinterest in there. In there. Okay, uh, you can of course vote for us in the UK Podcast Awards. Um, Google that. You can find us on Twitter, Wiki Shuffle Pod, Facebook. We're everywhere. If you want to find us, we're out there. Go and have a look. Yeah. All right, done. (laughs) Sorted. Enjoy your celebrity deaths, and we'll see you again next week. Bye. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.